Livermore Live Music presents Spotlight. Shining a light on Livermore's incredible music scene. Here are your hosts, Rob Allen and Kevin Snyder. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're at Advanced Creative here in Livermore. We are still talking about two-day town, and we've got more guests, more great discussion about two-day town. And more fun. And more fun. Exactly right. Hey, um, I was at two-day town a couple years ago. I was walking through the campground, and uh, on one of the places, there was a wigwam and a, and a teepee, and I just froze, and I couldn't go any further. You know why? It was too tense. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's go around the table real quick and everybody introduce yourself and briefly say what your title or your role with Two Day Town is. Let's start with Tom. All right, Tom Thurman, um, currently the uh, chairman of the board for Two Day Town, Inc. Uh, Kenny Williams, and I'm retired from Two Day Town. I don't, I had several roles um, that, uh, that I did when I was at Two Day Town, but now I just help uh, facilitate getting a guitar to the stage. Awesome. I'm Kevin Snyder. Co-host of co -host Spotlight. Co-host of Spotlight. And guitarist for uh, an unnamed band. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Jeans. I initially ran the front gates, but uh, I think I've uh, managed to retire. So I'll be up the front gate uh, waving to people like you see these old men in towns do, handing out Hershey bars. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, Michael Ferrucci, I have been the mayor of Two-Day Town since the beginning. Awesome. And in fact, that's a good way to start the discussion. Is um, Mike, tell us a little bit about the role of the mayor at Two-Day Town. My friends call me Michael. That's, oh, okay. uh, oh, well, my friends call me Mr. <laughs> Allen. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is? Uh, the mayor. What, what's the role? You've been well, the mayor. Nobody wanted to be the mayor, so um, it, it was by default, I think. that. Uh, but for our listeners who, who haven't been to Two-Day Town and really don't know what it's about, what is the mayor, what's your role there? My role is to make sure that people know where the bathrooms are, <laughs> to know where first aid is, and that we uh, have a good time. Um, the mayor introduces the bands, um, makes sure that uh, kids are uh, taken care of, and they don't get too close to the lake. Awesome, awesome. And also uh, has a great hat, right? That's an important part of it. I did bring it with me. You okay. want to see my hat? Well, at some point, you pull okay. it out and we'll be, we'll be ready. I'll, excuse me while I whip this out. But let me, uh, <laughs> let me segue a little bit. So the mayor's been part of Two-Day Town from the get-go. But one thing we didn't get when we had an earlier session was some of the real history of Two-Day Town. And, and I, I don't know that much about it, but some of you guys have been around since almost day one or maybe before day one. So let me just throw it out there and talk about how did Two-Day Town start? How did it end up at Del Val? Why is it called Two-Day Town? Just tell us your story. Take it, Roy. Well, look, uh, I believe, you know, you got to bring James Banny into this, you know, from the get-go. Uh, he had a vision. He wanted to do this initially on uh, Mount Diablo, but the neighbors up there poo-pooed the idea. So East Bay Regional Park showed him a couple of different parks and they showed us, uh, they showed him uh, Lake Del Val. And uh, they basically gave us the weekend up there. Nobody in the park, but uh, there might've been 10 people. Pepino D'Augustino played uh, on a stage and uh, we got an idea of where the stage might go. And this was around 2000 or so, right? Uh, no, 1998? Yeah, okay, but so, I, that's yeah, right. Something, something over 20 years ago. And uh, there was mm -hmm. just a handful of people there yeah. and we were all checking out where we might you know, find our campsite. Is it raining? Um, that, that no, uh -uh, it was uh, pretty nice. It's only <laughs> rained question. a couple of times. 
Um, but uh, that's how we got to know the place, and we all fell in love with the, the location. I mean, it was really, really nice. I mean, I come up from Martinez. Now, a lot of people here are from Livermore, and it's convenient. Uh, but uh, the drive wasn't any problem once you got to Lake Del Val. It was gorgeous up there. Yeah. So, And it stays gorgeous. Still is, yeah. But this wasn't a um, two-day town. This was Festival del Arroyo. Uh-huh which was a festival held two um, years prior to. And so we, what you're talking about is a, is a date before a festival, Del Arroyo. Right. So you were the first ones up there that year. Doing a sort of an organized music, you know, sort of a situation, right? Yeah, just understanding. Yeah. So Festival Del Arroyo, we get through the grapevine. We go to festivals. I've taken our family, our family, Strawberry. Michael and I, yeah, <laughs> Strawberry Festival and, and uh, one of the bluegrass festivals. Uh, We have taken our family and done this. We love it. We knew it was happening. We heard to the grapevine it was happening. And I was the first person in a motorhome pulling a trailer (laughs) with kids Uh to meet James. Uh And he was up there nervous like nobody was going to come. Yeah. You know, and I shook his hand, and I'll never forget it. We we started uh, going to a festival with Ten minutes from us. Right, right. You know. Because that's a good point, uh, if people aren't aware. There's a number of music festivals all over the country, but even in this area of Central and Northern California. And in fact, if, if you Google California music festivals, there's a webpage that's dedicated to it. And there's a lot of them. And so the fact that um, we were able to bring that we, the Royal We, you, yeah, were well, able to bring mm-hmm. this to Livermore and create a Livermore stamp on it, you know, with Livermore bands and kind of, you know, it's a very community-oriented thing, was was the seed of what it has yeah. become now. Festival Del Arroyo had hired bands, uh-huh. uh, Mumbo Gumbo. Right. Um, um, there was a great Cajun band. Do you recall? Uh, there uh, there were some wonderful, wonderful. Well, Psych- Psychograss. Psychograss. Yeah, it was there. Psychograss Carlo, Carlo was there. Was there. Carlos, I'm pretty sure he was. Yes, Uh, it was fun. And an interesting fun night I remember is Michael and I and Brian Walker, one of our best friends, and Gigi Walker. They had a radio station there. They did uh, um, pirate radio. Yeah. And at the radio station, we got to go. We went into the radio station booth, Uh microphones like this, and we sang around. We did songs on for for pirate radio. It was just fantastic. Now, how did that transition from the festival to Two Day Town? What what was the catalyst there that where you changed the name and changed the focus to? uh, It was Jim James Benny. It was James Benny, but. There was a fight that went on. There were four of them. Jim Ocean, um, Mark Westwind, um, James Binney, and Jim Hale. Uh-huh. Uh, Doc Hale. Doc Hale, yeah. And uh, they fought. For some reason, the, their artistic uh, vision was different. And uh, there was a festival that Ocean and Westwind did. And then there was a, a small group meeting of us, 350 of us, that um, wasn't called Two-Day Town at all. Or I don't think it was called Two-Day Town at all. I don't, I'm not sure. But it was the first year. So there was like four years, five years of startup, and then Two-Day Town started. Got it. Okay. And, and uh, 
you don't have to tell me if you, apparently there's some there's some mystique to it. But how did it come to be called Two Day Town? Well, uh, we twenty forty eight hours long. Yeah, yeah, hours was, of music. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. Right. two days and and, and, and it's a town. It's you a, set up your own it, little it city. It is actually a town. Yeah. that blossomed into a church and a bar and a, a true, you know, I mean, a true democracy. Really, yes, I mean, and we, we policed ourselves. Yes, right. Yeah. And a, a good, police, yeah, the fun police though. We're a fun police. We've never had too much fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the that's the point of the fun yeah, police, right? right? Is right. to make sure it's, yeah, you know, it gets out of hand. A lot of things I've never done, but never had too much fun. And and <laughs> for anybody who's listening who hasn't been to Two Day Town or doesn't know about it now, but now by this time in 2020, um, when Two Day Town happens, there's uh, what a, uh, you tell me. There's two thousand, three thousand attendees. How many people attend Two Day Town? It can, it oh, can approach two thousand. Okay. It yeah, it can fifteen hundred to. And 2000. then and then some number of those people come and camp on site there at the near at the lake. Yes. Property. So it used to be as it grew, you just went up there and put your motorhome or tent in the first two parking lot. Areas the lower parking it, lots. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't go further than much that. Much more tents. Much more tents than many more homes. tents. Uh-huh. Um, um, but that you, was the that was the beginning. And and, and I yeah. get the sense that it's kind of slowly, but but always grown each mm-hmm. year. Few more people. Few more tents. Uh, it got to be popular for there to be motorhomes parked in those lower lots. So yeah, now well, when you go up there, the lower lots are kind of dominated by motorhomes. Yes. Um, but still a ton of campers. I'd say a co- a dominated by family. Yeah, I, think that's, I, I would say that that's too. Because that's where, you know, there, there are uh, participants, there are people that come that have families and children. So the motorhome is 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 not only convenient, it's, it's really essential that they have a, like a home base. Um, it, is, um, it is a family-oriented Get together. Yeah, we do not advertise. Historically, we have not advertised. Uh, we don't do any promotional other than ourselves. Yeah. We we want to know who's it's coming. It's a word of mouth thing. It's yeah. a private it's party. But when you walk around, you see people you know. Or well, that, because we grew together for twenty some years. Right. Everyone knew knows everyone, and children run around freely. Away from you, you don't see them for hours. But right. they're supervised. But, right. They're not supervised. They're supervised, they're by, supervised the by a twelve-year-old kid that won't take them to the lake. But, but this n- is the point: is there's this family, there's a sense of family and trust mm-hmm. in a community that's up Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Right? So you knew they could run around and and have fun and not be. And I've always had the sense that um, it's just big enough. I mean, you guys made the, the key point, which is you don't advertise. Uh, there aren't a lot of people from even inside Livermore, but much less, you know, from out of state that know about it. You know, maybe there's a few that come to two day town, but it's not a, it's not a destination and it's just big enough to support itself. Right. Between, am I right? Or tell me if I've got this wrong. Well, no, it, it needs to grow yet. And it's not quite a 2000 people. I mean, uh-huh. we, we had about 1200 people, 1300 last year. Okay. Uh, we'd like for it to get to 2000. We've typically requested Park District to allow two thousand. Um, we're not quite there, but we need to. We need to get more people in there. We do need to get the word out there, but we want it to grow. Controlled, control, yeah, in a controlled way, control, right? In a controlled way. If it got way. too big, too fast, it would poison itself. But if it's not big enough, it can't support itself. Correct. Yeah. Correct. 
you know, and it, we've we've got it to the point now where as it, as it's grown, um, um, I think there was some people were talking earlier about how things were got a little crazy, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. um, fast. Yeah, but um, um, we've really got a good vibe going. The people have really got a good vibe in there now, and people know what's going on. They everybody knows everybody. I've often said that uh, it's like a get-together with uh, 1,500 of my closest friends. It's a family reunion. It's yeah, a really. family reunion. Right. People come from all over the country, Every, too. It's multiple family reunions all at a family reunion. It, because we just because if you know somebody for 25 years that you've been uh, camping with and playing music with and stuff, it, they're family. Right. And so it's just a giant family. Everybody knows everyone. It's really interesting the way the security used to run back then is, uh, I think that was a tennis clan kid. It's like an uh, Indian tribe. Right. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a village. It's a village. Itself. Yeah. Right. Well, Tom, I don't know if you're... it's a village, we've seen these kids, up 20 years, we've seen some of these kids as infants, and now they're working the stage, they're working security. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've seen a full generation of people growing up, and we didn't get any younger really? either. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a friend at, at the lab whose girls were two and three, and they are graduating college now. Right. You know, so. Yeah. It's fun. So, Tom, I, I don't know if you can address this, either if you know or you don't want to say, but um, roughly what kind of dollars does it take to put that on? How much How much money ends up being expended in order to, because there's so much volunteer work that goes on. Can I answer that question? Oh, sure, of course. Do you know how to make a, a million dollars at a festival? Uh, start with five million? You start with two million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean... Uh, is this a is this a ten thousand dollar thing? Is it a hundred thousand dollar thing? How much money does it take to put it on? And then what I'm also curious about is, and then where does that money come from? How do you guys manage that budget in order to be able to do a two day town every year? So actually, the event has gotten more and more expensive mm -hmm. over the years. Uh, it's gone up substantially the last couple of years, uh, but in round numbers, it's a seventy thousand dollar operation. Okay. Uh -huh. And uh, how that money is raised is uh, through. Obviously, we want to sell tickets. Right. Uh, we're blessed with a lot of people. Some of the people are so great that they, as you spoke about earlier, you can get in free if you volunteer. Right. Uh, we have a lot of volunteers that actually buy their tickets, paid, too. Paid, paid, paying, paying volunteers. volunteers. Right. Angels. So, so, yeah, those people, we, I mean, we love those people. Um, I want to make T-shirts. I'm a paying volunteer. Yeah. So uh, we, we want to sell tickets. Right. Um, we also do have a couple of fundraisers that we do. Uh, right. We do uh, Evening Town um, that we um, have a silent auction, and, um, and it's a great get-together for the family. Right. Uh, typically, there's, you know, a little few of, more than 100 people that show up for that. Right. FebFest is another one. I think it's um, a, an appropriate time to mention that we don't have any commercial uh, entities. Absolutely on, on not. Oh, yes. Um, uh, so there's no there's no liquor sales. There's no um, <clears throat> paraphernalia. Or, James's and, right. plan. James's plan was so you weren't reaching into your wallet the whole time. You kind of leave that. The other thing that is just wonderful, although it wasn't an issue back 20 years ago. There's no cell reception up there. So You're off you, the grid. <laughs> you have to one-on-one uh, -on -one talk to somebody. That's a good point. Gee, that's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> not, not only no cell reception, but no Wi-Fi. Right? So you are just you're off the grid. Yeah, we're off the grid. Yeah. 
Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but talk a little bit, whoever wants to throw in here, about the role of DelVal Park as the home of two-day town. And how, I mean, to me, that seems like such an integral part of the identity of two-day town. But, but talk about that. Well, as it was, um, Roy spoke about it earlier, that um, uh, James was taken around all the different parks. And that particular park, when in, they first went in there and looked at it, James thought, this is a great place. It's, it's uh, covered with the hills. You know, we'll be able to secure everything here. We'll take the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're still trying to get there. And we'd love to. Yeah, I think it would be a great, wonderful experience to have a, a bigger thing. But I think it would be an awesome. I think it would be a great use of that park. To be quite honest, oh, yeah, you know? right. Especially that weekend, there's nobody up there. I mean, it's gonna rain. So, right. oh, we had the. I had the. I mentioned to James years ago. He used to say rain and shine, rain, rain or and shine, shine. Right. and I changed it. I said rain and shine. Yeah, yeah. And we've had lots of rainy days. It's great. It says on your website, you know, will there be weather? And the answer is yes, there will be weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And what happens when it rains, It happen, everybody gets underneath a big tarp, underneath a thing, and you're playing, playing music mm -hmm. like this yeah. uh, next to, you know— Little parties everywhere. It's just great. Well, so let's shift gears a little bit here and uh, talk about your favorite memories of two day towns. Mm -hmm. Like how many how many two day towns have you been to? And, and well, I'll tell you that uh, you know there's a stage and the stage is in operation. Um, you know, just a few hours every day, but these uh, jams that go on outside the stage and these are there'll be a blues jam, there'll be a jazz jam, there'll be a folk jam, there'll be kind of a corny Polka? John Denver jam. <laughs> Polka? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Okay. And they're all over the place. And, I mean, you'll see the jazz jam will have, like, you know, a stand-up bass and horns, and, and then yeah. there'll be a bunch of uh, guitars, of course. <laughs> but uh, And sometimes these go on and on, I mean, on into the night, uh, depending I, on how, I you remember know. a night with Roy. This is great. Roy has uh, a washboard with bells on it, and he's got uh, these banjo picks on his hand, and he's just jamming with us and playing. And I wake up in the morning, <clears throat> and all I see is these little banjo picks laying around where Roy was. <laughs> I brought a lot of thimbles. Yeah, okay. One of my funniest times is when we're, uh, there was music going on on stage, and uh, there was a, a horse that came down from the mountain. Oh, and I was singing, I was singing... Uh, Desperados <laughs> waiting for a train, and this horse was doing, I don't know what they call it in horses, but it was doing a wheelie. It was his pot is. Well, this oh, man was not invited. Dancing. He was not a paid participant. He, he, he came from a different part yeah. of the, the wilderness. Yes. Um, but he was definitely uh, um, intoxicated. Yeah. Uh, he had bottles of beer in his stirrups, I yeah. think, and he just like. Paraded down to the front yeah. of the stage, and I was just horrified because there are children there. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, having a horse running around. But he yeah, wanted he wanted to be the sheriff. I think that's that's oh. what he wanted to be, the sheriff of two-day town. Hold on. Hey, I know you have to run. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, last word. Have you got, like, something that we should have talked about or just a last comment you oh, want to make? I, I, well, have, let's give, I want to give him a chance to. Okay. to uh, you know, it's been a great, great uh, run, and uh, I, I don't foresee it ending. Yeah, um, I just see it getting better uh, because the quality of the people that are that are running this are top drawer. 
And so I'm just uh, thrilled to be a part of it. I, I feel like I'm going to just grow into my old age going to two-day town. <laughs> I have a few years left. Yeah, I, awesome. I wanted Thank Roy you so much for, for being here. I wanted Roy to tell a story. Let's hear it. About free rings. Would you I tell people thinking. about free rings? We don't have free rings anymore. We were giving out free rings all the time, and we As don't have free rings. people come up to the front gate, uh, they have to show credentials. They have to show a ticket. And uh, we'd ask him for, uh, you know, free rings. You know, would you like a free ring? And yes. we'd ask him, you know, uh, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And we'd ask him, what size? <laughs> they'd say, well, they'd look at their hand. they said, maybe a medium and a small. <laughs> and uh, we'd go inside and ring a bell. It wouldn't make any fanfare <laughs> at all. Just ring a bell, and they realize they'd been duped. <laughs> but, uh, they would Welcome stick around to, to see the next car coming in to be duped. That is a rock joke right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, thank you so much. Hey, Bob, yeah, why don't you come up and join us? Yeah. And uh, so, and while he's uh, swapping seats here, uh, change gears a little bit, I'm curious about, like, the most unusual, unplanned, who to think that would ever happen incident that you can remember over the history of Two Day Town. Uh, oh, uh, man. What springs to mind? I don't know if about we can the tell balloons. this or not. Balloons. The balloons, so about the balloons were... There was, there was someone that started stringing balloons with um, helium, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And they started going up, and it was like one, two, three, five. But inside each balloon was a, a battery. And the battery uh, illuminated a different color lamp, in, or light inside, a little LED. And eventually, there, there might have been a hundred of these balloons yeah. that went up and won this big string, and it started going into the forest. And then that we realized— fantastic. That, it's, it well, was beautiful. It's, However, it's going to cause litter. However, it it you know those are batteries being oh right being distributed being in the environment. Distributed in the environment, it was absolutely stunning to see two day town lit up like that. Yeah, um, and there were a lot of cheers. But then, on the flip side, it was like, well, we can't do that. Somebody had to run yeah. around and clean up after that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that was Blinky Girl that did was that. that. Blinky Girl. <laughs> so this girl, one year, she handed all these little Blinky things, like guitars and drums. And we were playing on stage one night, <laughs> and we lost the electricity. And there was a video, and all you see now is just <laughs> these little Blinky. blinkies. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, welcome, Bob Knight. Uh, nice to have you here with us. Uh, tell us quickly what your role in Two Day Town is. Well, when Two Day Town started, I, I was partners with him in a music store, uh-huh. and I had a PA system. Ah, so I brought like two tons of audio gear up yeah. there. Not so. an ordinary PA system. Yeah, so that's no, a serious PA system. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Although everybody knows, like if you're associated with music, if you're in a band, that's that's your insurance, right? If you own the PA, that's right. They can't kick you out <laughs> of the band right. if you own the PA system. Yeah. I've relied on that for years. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Bob, we were talking about uh, just sort of crazy stories that you remember from from the days at Two Day Town. Quite a few. Um, TJ's here from the Mondays, so. You guys played one year and gave me a great idea because they had CDs they put up at the stage. I said, come on down, get a free CD. So the next year I, I was really playing and, I, and I, we ended up grabbing really the last spot Saturday night. We were headlining. We picked the name Free Beer. <laughs> so the, the thing was, we we're going to get up there. We we're going to set a keg of beer up in the stage and say, come on down for free beer. And we were playing last on Saturday night. And we drained that keg Thursday. Yeah, Bobby, Oops. Uh, Bobby and I had. With you, yeah, 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 I know. 
So <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, know, I remember I know. a time with the PA system, the story I have to tell, uh, when Kenny Robbins was still alive. And Kenny and I were driving the big truck that delivers the PA. And you have to go out near the edges of the uh, grass area and put the truck uh, tailgate down, take the truck equipment out. Well, we didn't realize, oh, and then you move up and put equipment in front of sound. We didn't realize that, I didn't realize, we were in the truck, Kenny and I were in the truck moving it, that all the other equipment after they dropped the speakers off were on wheels. <laughs> so we drove up the hill, and you could feel the truck going, kunk, 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 getting lighter, kunk, 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 you know, and, and you could hear everybody going, yep, this and yep, that, Kenny, Kenny. Both of us are Kenny's, right? So Kenny, this, oh, yeah, and there was equipment in the field. It didn't, I guess, apparently didn't wreck anything. We used them for every time. one of my amp racks, effects racks, <laughs> oh, boards, no. they're rolling <laughs> off. The, so the, back, the truck landing on each other, so bending I, the cases. I call it, uh, where do you want us to drop the equipment? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you brought something up that's, I think, an interesting discussion topic. So um, you don't have to get into too many details here, but um, talk about, and I know you were involved in this in the past, maybe you're not so much today, but talk about the, the music selection process. Talk about how the bands are selected that play yeah. and in the different venues there. On the very first two-day town... James asked me to help with selecting, and he was doing all the emailing and managing the bands, but he knew I was running an open mic in town, and mm -hmm. I knew these bands. Tom, uh, that was the first year, so that was before the Mondays. Uh, I grabbed a bunch of bands, James grabbed a bunch of bands, and a lot of those bands are still playing. Yeah. Still playing with us. And um, so we did it that way, and... You just, I knew people, it, he knew people. But has it, okay. I, want to, I want to say something now that it's been passed on now to, to Kenny's right. son. That's right, to, yeah. John, to, Johnny, yeah. to trying, Johnny now. We're trying, and Johnny's doing a good job. Um, uh, it was a harrowing process to have people know that you were the person involved in the deal because it was, I don't want that job anymore. Did you ever get a free beer out of that? <laughs> well, we did um, get, we did get our free bands. None of the bands that participate yeah. in the, right. in yeah. the we, festival. And uh, so there were a lot of folk group people. We belonged to folk groups huh? that you could go to and open mic people that went to the first two-day towns. Has it gotten harder over the years in the sense that there's more bands that want to participate. And so oh, absolutely. now you have to send out more. Sorry, you don't get to play this year. Oh, Dear yeah. John letters. With it's, crazy. Yeah. it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'd like to say something about it. Um, having the PA and people knowing I was involved with it, they all say, hey, I got a great band. I want to come play. Uh -huh. But we, it's more for the community. We'd always tell them, if you want to play, come hang out, go to the jam sessions, get to know people. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we prefer... It's more like a community there, yes. and the people that get to go up on the stage is kind of a reward. You know, they're they may not be the best band in town, but uh -huh. yeah, that's you know, part of the know. that's so part of the selection process. There's a there's a, so there's a group of people that actually, you know, you the if you want to play for two day town, we accept applications in like November. <coughs> right, you have a month long then, window. Yeah, then there's a committee that will actually meet and they'll go through all the different applicants that, and there's uh, there's a selection process, and part of it is. 
Do they come to two-day towns for the entire weekend, and do they camp? Or, right. or do they just want to come and play their slot and, and leave? leave? Right. Yeah, okay. if, if you want to just come pay your slot and leave. Yeah, you can't just come. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, not, you're, not gonna, you're not going to play yeah, right. two-day towns. It's definitely a prerequisite, <clears throat> yeah. because yeah. people ask me, you know, because I've been mm-hmm. in the music business. Yeah, Michael say, had can a I, music can store downtown. Can I play at two-day town? I said, well, you need to come to two-day town. Yeah. And after and, a couple of years of being yeah, right. part of that family, you can do it. people. But even so, now, even— with with people who are part of the community, I imagine that there's still more applicants than there are slots. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. There's uh, we can have another two day town just on the people that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, hopefully we can grow, and we'd like to have even more stages. But uh, to just to give you an idea, in 2020, I think we've got 38 bands. I think lined up for 2020. Mm-hmm. We probably had close to 60 applicants. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do a fantastic job, by the way, because I know when when we go out on Friday and Saturday nights, well, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing, right? All of the venues, but yep. Friday and Saturday nights, I mean, they're so fantastic, and the bands are all so good, and they're all such members of the community. And a lot of them are have evolved over to, we were worried about ASCAP BMI. Mm-hmm. I was. Performance rights organization. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I said, we need to be able to flip the switch one of these days and to, to just go all original. Right. And uh, we were ready to do that. And it just kind of evolved that way before having to force anybody to do it. It just went there. So we talked about that a little bit in the earlier session, but yeah. to make it clear. So that's a, that's a criteria when you're selecting bands to play is you're looking for bands that do original we, music. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or eclectic um um, we've music. had belly, belly dancers. <laughs> we've, we've, had, <laughs> we've had comedians, belly yeah. dancers. Polka yeah. music in the public polka domain, music. right? Yeah. yeah, polka music. We've had belly dancers fall off the stage. <laughs> oh, have. that's right. That one year. Um, it's been an experience. So let me tell you what I've, I just want to mention really quick. I was worried about this talking in front of microphones and stuff. So I started... <laughs> I started drinking early this morning. I did start yeah. drinking early this morning, very early. Cheers. <clears throat> and, uh, <coughs> I started uh, listing all my experiences. Yeah. And I'm writing a book. It looks like. Yeah. I've got you ten pages of notes. You should do that, Kenny. I that am. Be, I'm writing a book. Of experiences, and now uh, I'm, I talked to James about it. He's excited. He calls Two Day Town the Lewis and Clark of social. Help me. So social interactions or whatever. Yeah, right, anyway, it's social self governance, right? Yeah, right? I mean, it's yeah. a community of people who do this for themselves. Nobody's yeah. making any money yeah. at it. Because yeah. they have so much fun and they just love it so much. So, so there's going to be some amazing things come out of it, I think. Well, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to do a spotlight episode on Two Day Town, was to try to document a little tiny bit of what could be a book about a really unique thing that goes on in Livermore. It's one of the unsung gems of, you know, music and community in Livermore. I said in a letter to the parks, Two Day Town caused... The culture of music in Livermore. Right. Period. Yeah. Uh, the two things are just intimately related. And, of course, this is all, Spotlight is all under the rubric of Livermore Live Music, which is about trying to recognize and celebrate and promote Absolutely. live I music in Livermore. Absolutely. what you're doing. And it would be, different. It would be different if Two Day Town 
didn't happen. The community here would be different if it wasn't for two-day town. Unlike any other, let's call it a commercial endeavor, this is all volunteers. Right. This is a true grit from every member of the community. Yes. The, the two-day town community, but like Tom said, we get people from out of town, from out of state. Oh, yeah. um, I've got friends that have been coming for 10, 12 years. Um, their children, one-year-old, two-year-old, three, uh, they're, they're teenagers now. Um, it's extraordinary because no one refuses to help. Right. Um, you just ask for help and people will— You kind of get— It's yeah. a reciprocal relationship. Everybody's there for the same reason, which is to, to benefit from this experience. And it's—, it's it, for living in Livermore, we're, we're extraordinarily blessed because it only takes us like 10 minutes to get up there. Yeah, Michael right. goes home on Sunday <laughs> to I get donut holes. I agree with that. Okay. When we're at Tuesday Town, Michael goes off the hill. To, I don't know why, but he goes and gets donut holes and brings them back up. It's called a no. drive-by donut. <laughs> we, we live in Camelot. I mean, we yeah. do. Well, you know? oh. And so, and th- which is something to be mindful of is like, you know, avoiding the pitfalls that, yeah. that befell um, Camelot. Tom, it sounds like... Um, though you you and I suspect other members of the board feel like that's all good, but there is room for growth. There's without poisoning it, without it turning into some big commercial venture that just collapses on itself, that there's room for more. There is room for more, but we need to partner with the park district mm-hmm. to actually um, get our get the numbers up mm-hmm. um, because we need um, we need areas for people to park. Right. Uh, we've uh, the campground is typically sold out on the two-day town weekend, which is early in the in the year. Right. Um, uh, we've got a limited amount of parking in the parking lots. We've got a lot of RVs there. Uh, we used to park on both sides of the road. We'd have 300 cars there on the road. Uh, the park district has insisted that we only park on one side this next year. Mm-hmm. They did give us some extra parking in an area called Eagles View, which is on the other side of the lake. So yes. we we're going to have to shuttle some people. Ferry. Uh, Ferry. We can okay. ferry him across. <laughs> the um, I like it. Um, right. So, but so it would be possible over. I mean, if it's managed carefully, to preserve the spirit and the the you know the things that make Two Day Town what it is, but grow it a little bit, allow more people to participate in the experience. Yes. Yes. You know, I think that if um, I'd like to actually, I think the first step is actually to be able to move into the campground mm-hmm. and uh, and take over the, I don't mean take over, but, but to control the, the uh, if we could get utilize more of that, yeah, yeah, right. utilize more of that area. Right. Uh, that would be, that would be awesome. Right. Um, and that would actually help the growth. You can <clears> help. We need, yeah, we need in order to actually, I mean, we're, we try to control their expenses, obviously. Sure. We typically have lost money every year. Uh, there's been a couple of times we made maybe a grand or something, you know I mean? It's just, it's not a it's not a business really, but and you um, just pocket that for the next year, right? Yeah, well, yeah. we did that one yeah, one time. One time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the years the prior losses. years prior to that, it was lost like ten grand or so. You know, and uh, that meant uh, James had to paint more houses. You know, to, to pay. He always bills told off. me though, I was always worried about this money loss. He always say, "Well, I would take my kids to Hawaii or something," and so he's doing it for his family as much as he's doing it for our families. His family helps run this thing, and it's just a wonderful thing to be able to run something, do something together like sure, this. Sure, sure. I'd like to point out that uh, it, beyond music, we, we have yoga. We have uh, gospel, uh, workshop. gospel workshops. We have uh, uh, nature uh, 
bicycle riding. Bicycle right, uh, natural appreciation walk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have a, a, a PhD that comes out, Doc Hale, yeah, yeah. And, and does these nature walks and, and talking Meditation, about the indigenous right. plants. And, so, uh, I mean, it's a whole culture. experience it's, unto itself. It's not, you don't, it's not, you don't just go up there and buy a seat and sit in a seat and watch a concert. No, no. Yeah. no. It's, it's an interactive thing. Yeah. It's really it, not about the music at all, in my opinion. I hear James said it's never been about the music. Yeah. And the thing is, is that for those people that actually really, you know, that have never been there and they're like, well, I don't know if it's for me or whatever. You know, that's those people I say, come up there and actually volunteer. Yeah. Volunteer to that's do something. And you will meet so many people just volunteering. Yeah. And before you know it, you've made 100 friends, you know. And you're in the network. You know. We know you. Del Valle is a very unique uh, environment. Oh, too. absolutely. I mean, you, you are... Minutes away from the Bay Area, let's right. call it. Right. And yet you are in wilderness with a rich historic uh, heritage. And no Wi-Fi and no cell phone. I mean, no no Wi-Fi yeah. and cell phone. Yeah. One morning, real early. They have fishing. We, yeah, we do fish. <laughs> One morning, real early, I wake up. I say, James, look at that. He goes, oh, that's a raccoon. I go, no, no, look at the tail on that thing. <laughs> it was a mountain lion, and it walked up a, sure. a path and we could see the mountain lion and then you could behind the trees you could see the mountain lion again i took three pictures of it sure yeah there's plenty of wildlife oh, up there man. you walk through the campground i mean this is del val you walk through the campgrounds in the evening and there's deer everywhere yeah right? oh, they're yeah. just you know they're unafraid hey this is spotlight and so we can't get away without playing bad joke pass around oh even though we have other important things to talk about so the way the game works is uh, this is the official bad joke pass around hat, and I'll pass these joke. around, and then um, take a card out. Of, take a card out of here. You can either tell that joke. You can take another card. You can pass. You can tell a joke that you know, and I don't know, or you can dance. Uh, there's, those are your choices. Right. <laughs> okay. Tom, you know, I, I knew this was coming, and I still didn't prepare. <laughs> oh, but you've got your glasses though. So I have my glasses. Uh, let's see. Here, Kenny, you take one too. Oh, here we go. Okay, Kevin's got one. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll pass it out. Here you go, Bob. Okay. Take one. And Mike, you take one. All right. Okay, so okay. I, I, before we get into this, i got to <laughs> tell you, there's one other thing that I'm really upset about, and that is is that uh, they're not making yardsticks any longer. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. What? I love it. You should okay. meter yourself on what was the jokes. What was the rule? You could pass or you could You can do? pass, yes. No, I want to do own. the dance. Oh, okay. Uh, Please. <laughs> uh, I don't get the joke, so I can't tell oh, the joke. Oh, do you want to go swap? Yeah, let's swap? try okay. one. Right. Here, see if you get that. Oh, that's a most <laughs> obvious to the... Uh... Right, to a five-year-old. Oh, I haven't owned a watch for I don't know how long. <laughs> oh, come on, that's <laughs> come funny. On. That's a good yeah, joke. That's, that's a good joke, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, Kenny. Now, right, once I read it, once I read it, you're going to get it. I'm going to get it. Just once. I would like to see Reese with her spoon. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You know what? <clears throat> Bob, what do you got? Okay. Somebody told me I was delusional. I almost fell off my unicorn. <laughs> well, wait a second. Bono, Bono, yes, and Edge walked into a bar. The bartender said, not you two again. <laughs> Get it because Bono and Edger and you don't. Oh. Don't explain to me. Explain <laughs> it to Kenny. Kenny is the one that doesn't get just. I was getting a blank. Uh, He's as bad as me. Oh, I, I told that on a previous episode. I, I got to do better job. No, and that one's. Uh, 
Uh, we've told both those jokes, so I'm going to pass. Well, you oh, okay. told three or four in the last, last I, session. I so. did, so I'm going to pass. Um, one last question, which is, um, tell me about rain. So we've been up there the last couple of years, and it's been beautiful. But I know that in years past, it's been not beautiful. It's so, wet. Yeah. Well, I understand. Rain is wet. Well, let, me, let me say this about rain. My daughter got married last year. And oh, it was a wonderful wedding. However, it rained. It was an outdoor wedding in, uh -huh. at a ranch. And it poured rain. What the result was, everyone became closer. Oh, yeah. And they had to, oh, yeah. you know, you had cuddle to or not cuddle. But they, some well, of the, we'll it, say, we'll it, say it, cuddle. Uh, but they, they gathered together and it was, it was wonderful. So, uh, again, rain is, is not a problem. Um, we... We there are some beautiful trees in the parking lot up there, which are oak trees, right. which shield the rain, just a natural shield. And people get under those oak trees, live oak trees, that, when it rains, when it sprinkles. Yeah, one, one of my favorite memories, and I, this was uh, one of the early years, but I remember it was just pouring down <laughs> rain, pouring down rain. And Jamie and David were on stage, and oh. you could hardly see them because it was raining yeah. so hard, <laughs> and they were singing... Who stopped the rain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one. The no one, one stopped the, the rain. The thing I've seen in the rain is you'll see a blue tarp with four people under it. It looks kind of like a, a turtle or something. Across. <laughs> and then it'll join up with another tarp of three people. And then they'll go together to join up with a green tarp. And, you know, well, it's fun. It's a good, it's, but then good we point. Also... Even in the rain and all the high voltage that's on that stage, yeah. um, we have an excellent safety record. And, yeah, and that's I a, say that about not only what's going on on the stage, but also in in the park. We, we have we have people that understand that too. We have engineers. Very important. That, we have electrician that uh, is very good. And people who are in the back, background looking out for the. Safety I was in. Yeah, I was in safety at the Lawrence Livermore Lab for many many years. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, the rain wasn't a. Hey, uh, Cheryl McDonald's was with us in the earlier session, and she talked about the family center, the family area there, family activity, uh, family activity thing, and um, made the point that I wanted to emphasize again, because I don't know that we've, we've hit it hard enough uh, today, which is, you know, some people, they, you see that on a whatever family center and you think, oh, that's where the little kids go, but it's not. The family center is for people from zero to 99. 103, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things that are going on there. So we've, we've touched on this several times about how much more two day town is than the music. But I, I wanted to emphasize the family center as one of the pieces of that that we really haven't talked enough about. Children's activities, there's arts and crafts, there's, there's um, music. The uh, quilting square. Quilting. Uh, Gail and Kenny Tennis have a booth there that you do hand art for a quilting square. They take it. And they go home and make a giant quilt with everybody's square on it. And because you made one square, you are in the drawing for next year to get this quilt. And you get this beautiful handmade thing. They've made a business around making these beautiful quilts. Right. Not a, a money-making business, but a, no, no, but a process. No one does. Right. Yeah. I, like me, I was yes. building guitar. I built guitars for many years. Right. Tom was the one who challenged me. He says... Kenny, why don't you just build a guitar for Two Day Town? I did. And we, uh, you know, I spent yeah. $500 for wood and stuff and made this really nice rosewood Sitka spruce guitar. We gave it away. 
the next year. We gave the next one away. Uh, it, it originally started, I got to say, it originally started that we wanted to raffle it. Uh-huh. But then we found out that uh, raffles are illegal in the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, of in, also, if you're a nonprofit. Also, James's so. favorite word, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I will say, I, I've sat around, you know, discussions both at Two Day Town, but just, you know, sitting around with band guys talking. Those guitars are some of the most prized possessions yeah. that oh. people have. There's a there's another twist on this thing. I always gotta build weird stuff into it. So at the Valentine's party, you get the guitar, but it doesn't have the back on it. Doesn't have the neck on it yet. Uh-huh. Everyone's signed. Everyone in the core group is signed on the inside. On the second guitar, there was a rest in peace for Robert Cox uh, inside that guitar. And then when I put the back on, I do my own thing. So some luthier someday, 200, 300 years from now, is going to open these things up and go, that guy was a kook. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. That's a great story. Hey, um, before I forget, we're probably forgetting some names here. Like we've had a, a lot of people who are closely associated with Two Day Town here uh, earlier and, and now. But let's make sure that we shout out to other people that have been centrally involved in making Two Day Town what it is that weren't able to join us today. So, oh man. Yeah, so I know there's a ton of them. <laughs> oh, there no, are so many. So, James <laughs> Benny, right? Has James Benny, Doc Hale. Doc Hale, right. Um, and who else? I mean, throw, throw Bob uh, Knight. Bobby right Knight. Yeah, but he's uh, here. Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl McDonald, absolutely Cheryl McDonald. right. Yeah. I would say um, Gail and Kenny Tennis. Obviously. And the whole Joe Kenny and Lisa Vorderbergen. Joe and Frau Vorderbergen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. right. Also, some people from the Park District. Now, I understand, you know, in the last few years, that's a more complicated discussion than it necessarily was mm-hmm. in the past. But over the decades of Two Day Town, there have been some people with, from the parks that have been instrumental. What's Shelley's in, last name? Shelley, I don't Miller. remember. Miller. Miller. Shelley, that's right. In, of course. Yeah. In bringing it together, not just letting it happen, but encouraging and wanting it yeah. to happen. You know, they pretty much didn't come down and visit us much because we had, for the many, many first years, solidarity, which we wanted. Yeah. But it didn't work out very well. You know, which we, we wanted, we found out that we need, as it grew and got bigger, we needed the park support. And so we, for the first years, we didn't really know too many people. Well, my experience over the years in all kinds of relationships, marital, management, whatever, is when there's a lack of communication, it's both sides, right? It's yeah. never just yeah. one side. It's always the other. And so, uh, go ahead. So I was going to say, if you want to give a shout out, I mean, to... There's several people within the park district that we've been working with yeah. to try to bring this, bring it about again. Um, uh, very instrumental has been Katie Hornbeck, uh-huh. um, um, and uh, also uh, Steve Castile, uh, whose operations chief of operations I think is his, is his title. Um, they have been very good to work together uh, and bring this about. Um, um, there's been some change in personnel. Mm-hmm. There, uh, but um, in the last couple of years, but we're right, and it's it, we talked about this in the earlier session. It's hard, right? I mean, it's not their job. Their job is to run the park and to bring yeah. people in and right. appreciate nature and stuff. And uh, so it's complicated for them to host this event. But to the extent that their goals and missions coincide with those of Two Day Town, which yeah. is get out in nature enjoy that's right, the that's park right. enjoy the arts be responsible leave mm-hmm. no trace you know we all want the same things and, and so uh it sounds like 
communications are uh, improving and we just want to continue that and we want to acknowledge and celebrate the efforts of everybody involved mm -hmm. in trying to bring this thing together right yeah and i just want to say too i think shelly's name was brought up mm -hmm. earlier but uh shelly miller mm -hmm. um she is the superintendent out there at that park mm -hmm. Uh, has been very a, a key person in trying to help us pull this together. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right? I think there's consensus is that there are no negative comments about Two Day Town from administrators. They may not have experienced Two Day Town, but they don't. They're they're not making any negative comments about it. Right. They can't right. point to anything that is a drawback. Uh, they may not have experience, um, but that just gives us an opportunity to continue what we're doing and and promote it and hopefully a lot of these people will come around and actually come out and visit well i hope a thing that comes out of these spotlight episodes on two-day town and just more generally sort of the outreach programs is um uh helping everyone understand that two-day town contributes to the quality of life for everyone in livermore even if you don't go to two-day town you know the people who are here yeah. we started doing some statistics of if you were home running your air conditioner or heater and running around in your car compared to camping, um, uh, how much mo uh, energy we're saving. Right. We, we did that a little bit. Um, also, we, how, many we people, how many people are going up to DelVal and appreciating what a fantastic facility that is that otherwise would yeah, never would have, have been never there. have seen it yeah. yes and get and understand that that's available to them yeah. year round yeah we recycled we um we did we a lot of teaching altruism i had to look that one up again i wrote it in a memo <laughs> and i had to look that one up again but it's about uh, uh, treating nature well and and understanding nature and people and society. And um, we did a lot of wonderful things for DelVal and, and um, Livermore. Right. Listen, I want to thank you guys all so much for participating in this discussion. I think it's been great. And um, I hope that the spotlight on Two Day Town helps not just the people who know about Two Day Town, but the people who don't know about Two Day Town to learn more about it and be interested and willing to get involved. I do want to round, run around the table one more time, last word. Um, you know, if there's something that you want to make sure you said or question we didn't ask, um, this is your chance to put on the table. If you're, if you're drawing a blank right there, I would say to you, talk to someone who's never been to Two Day Town. Now they've heard all this discussion, what would you say to that person? Well, I got I to say, there's so many things I can think of to say, but of the course. one thing I think that I want to put out right now is I just want to thank you, Rob and Kevin, both, for uh, for bringing this together. You bet. And uh, helping put this spotlight on Two Day Town. It is so much appreciated. And so here's to you. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Another reason to drink. <laughs> I want to say a word about uh, leaving no trace and how a uh, group of people, society of people, can be taught a rule. And you go up, when, when you leave no trace, you have to go up and pick up every little thing in the first place so that you know you weren't the ones that left it. So you, we picked up every little thing. It's, it's based off of a Burning Man thing where they pick up all the pistachio shells right. in the desert. Okay, 
So clean it first, use it, clean it again. Right. Okay. It's leave like, it better than you found yes, it. Yes, leave yeah. it better than you found it. And the whole idea that you can teach a whole group of people that do that and that they know where um, trash goes and, and how to manage. And also just how to be out in nature. It's not just two-day town. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a, a thing that people need to internalize for and themselves. That, Whenever you're out walking or on a trail or outside. It's their home 365. Right. Exactly. Oh, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, actually, I, I know you do, and I see three or four jokes uh, sitting around in there, but okay. Yeah, we'll you know talk what? later. All right. <laughs> For me, the big thing I like to tell people about is just the, uh, the after-hour jams. And I've, I've jammed many times we've mm -hmm. seen the sun come up. Being yep. the guy with the PA system, yeah. I try to stay away from it, but anytime there's a buzz, people are going... Why is this doing yeah. that? And I can't how, wait till 10 o'clock. How come my kid doesn't sound well? How come 10 o'clock, they shut down the stage. Okay, it's time to drink a beer, grab my guitar, mm -hmm. and go find a good jam. Right. Hang around the campfires. Yeah. And thanks for doing this. Oh, this of is course, great. yeah. Yeah, thank you to both you, Kevin, to Kevin and Rob. Rob. Um, it's one big family, and I just want to make sure that people realize that Del Valle is not that far away. It's like... 15 minutes away from downtown Livermore That's and you point. are in a totally different world uh, among friends in an environment that is spectacular and um, rain or shine we're there the last weekend in April right and uh, we're looking forward to seeing it's going to be a fantastic time yeah uh, I'm ready right. hey we want to thank uh, Doug and John from Advanced Creative for hosting us here in this fantastic facility you guys always make us look so good and uh, sound so good. We can't say thank you enough for all that you do. Um, I hope that this spotlight on Two Day Town has been helpful to everyone I know I've enjoyed these discussions. And um, we'll see you at Two Day Town. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. We'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you.